This is Coldland, which is a country somewhere near the North Pole. The weather in Coldland, not very original name, Coldland. I don't know. What do you think? Sub-Zero Land, maybe? Chill Land? Hmm. Yeah. Depends. I suppose cold land's good if you, you whether you're in um, Celsius or Fahrenheit. Maybe there won't be any confusion. Anyway, uh, is winter all the time? Oh, that's a bit unfortunate. When it isn't snowing, it's freezing, and when it isn't freezing, it's snowing. So you can imagine how cold it is. Nice black and white picture there, saving um, costs on color color coloring. Uh, because it's so cold in cold land, everybody who lives there is cold as well. You can tell if somebody comes from cold land because everybody there has a red nose. Oh. And people in Coldland aren't the only ones with red noses. In Coldland, you can see red-nosed dogs chasing red-nosed cats, chasing red-nosed mice. Mm, I think that's a bit unlikely. It's not a BT ad or anything like that. No, it wasn't BT. It was um, it was British Gas, was it? I think it was. It's a bit of a classic ad. I remember studying that actual one. Anyway, I digress. In Coldland, you can even see red-nosed elephants. Mm, I don't believe that. But I haven't visited Coldland. Uh, maybe you have. So you'll have to check. And what you hear most of the time in Coldland is a noise that sounds like this. The sound of a sneeze is very common in Coldland, which is not very surprising, is it? Achoo! At least that's what a sneeze is meant to sound like. This is the story of Mr. Sneeze, who lived in a small snow-covered cottage in Shivertown, or the capital of Coldland. Oh, okay. That's a bit of a quiz question for you, if you can remember that. Nice snow-covered um, little cottage. Every morning, Mr. Sneeze woke up, sneezed, got up, sneezed, got dressed, sneezed, went downstairs, sneezed, ate his breakfast, sneezed, and went to work, still sneezing. Oh, dear, what a horrific life, really, that this poor, poor, poor creature lives. I don't like sneezing all the time, he thought to himself every day, until one day he decided to leave Coldland and try to find a cure for the sneezes. Oh, just one day. Well, there we go. I'm glad he's, he's getting um, medical help for his condition. So that very same day, Mr. Sneeze packed the things he'd needed for his journey, mainly handkerchiefs, sneezed, locked his front door, sneezed, and set off. I tell you what, um, this guy is a nightmare in COVID. It really is. This guy, he, he, needs, he needs masking. He needs isolating. He, he should be in, in um, an isolation um, ward. Uh, he needs some... Um, you know, not just masking up. I think he needs people around him with... Can you imagine this guy sneezing all the time? Oh, my God. It's like a, you know, what is it? The difference between a pandemic and an epidemic? I never remember the difference. But whatever it is, Mr. Sneeze, maybe he's the culprit. Hmm. I don't know. We'll have to see, I guess, as we read along. He walked and sneezed and sneezed and walked his way across Coldland. And then he sneezed and walked and walked and sneezed for days and days until Coldland was far behind. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure if this is this is really a way to live. Um, but maybe maybe it's looking up. Who knows? As he walked away from Coldland, he noticed that there was less and less snow. And eventually he walked so far that there was no snow at all. What is this? He walked? Has he never been outside his front door? He thinks, oh, I'm just surrounded by snow. Did he not think, oh, I walked and walked. Oh, for 10 minutes. Oh, my goodness. There's no snow. Wow. Wow, I think he lives a sheltered life. Anyway, he eventually walked so far that there was no snow at all. And as he walked, he noticed something else. He wasn't walking and sneezing. He was walking and walking. Mm, can you walk and walk? Is that really possible to walk and walk? Can you stand and stand? What does that mean? You're, you're walking more than you're walking? Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not convinced. I'm sorry, guys. Um, for the first time in his life. Ooh, 
Well, there you go. He wasn't sneezing. Not at all. Not a bit. Not even the tiniest, tiniest tissue. Tissue. No, tissue. Tissue. Hmm. Yes. Um, I wonder why I'm not sneezing, he thought to himself. Well, hello. Maybe a bit of snow, a bit of cold has something to do with it. Well, he's not He's not the brain of Britain, this, this creature. Uh, but he must have thought his thought out loud, which is not a thought. A thought out loud is speech. You know, really important separation here, guys. Anyway, he might have thought of it out loud himself because a voice behind him replied, you're not sneezing because you haven't got a cold. Oh, well, that's a bit of a smart ass he's just come across. Mr. Sneeze jumped, turned, and then behind him stood a wise old wizard. Oh, yes, this guy is incredibly wise because he's realized that, oh, that's it. Uh, the reason why you're not sneezing anymore is you haven't got a cold. Wow. I mean, I tell you what, bow down to this absolute genius. He, I hope there are statues made of this cap. What's a cold? asked Mr. Sneeze. A cold is what you catch when you're too cold, said the wise old wizard wisely. Hmm. Oh, said Mr. Sneeze, but I've come from a country called Coldland where everyone is too cold all the time. Nonsense, snorted the wizard. It can't be too cold all the time because of the sun. And he pointed to the sun, which was smiling in the sky. Oh, nice picture of a smiley sun, guys. You'll have to take my word for it. But we don't have any sun in Coldland, said Mr. Sneeze. No sun, exclaimed the wizard. How extremely extraordinarily extraordinary. We'd better do something about that then, hadn't we? Well, I, I can't wait to see if this wizard is so wise. I mean, he's, he's able to work out that someone with a cold hasn't got a cold because they no longer have a cold and they're no longer sneezing. And now what, he's going to create an entire sun? Wow, this is a god, isn't he? Yeah. Um, not really a wizard. That's, that's godlike powers. Mm. I can't wait to turn the page. What do you think, boys and girls? Yes, agreed, Mr. Sneeze. Not quite knowing what the wizard was talking about. Well, neither do I. He's not the only one. How far away is this place called Coldland? asked the wizard. Oh, it's miles and miles and miles away, replied Mr. Sneeze. In which direction, asked the wizard. Mr. Sneeze pointed. Shouldn't take long, said the wizard, who then waved his wand and muttered some magic words. Well, he muttered words. We, what are magic words? They're just words. I mean, he, he may be a wizard, so I suppose they are magic words. But, I mean, does, does that mean if you're like um, a baker and you're serving bread, your, your words are now bakery words or bready words? Are they breaded? Are your words breaded? Are they toasted? That's a good point. Are, are they toasty words? Toasted words. Words that are toasted. Hmm, something to think about. I shouldn't take long, said the wizard, who then waved his wand and muttered some magic words, which wouldn't be magic if we told you what they were. Oh, there we go. Oh, it's a secret. Oh, they're secret words as well. Now it all makes sense. Whatever those magic words were, they worked. Before you could say sneeze, both the wizard and Mr. Sneeze were transported to Shivertown, which you will remember is the capital of Coldland. Oh, I should have given you a quiz question there. See, see, there's your answer. As usual, it was snowing. I say this is a cold, gloomy place, said the wizard. A chew, replied Mr. Sneeze, who had started sneezing again. Well, there we go. It was a temporary measure, wasn't it? Not much of a wizard, is he? Coldland certainly needs some sunshine, said the wizard. And that's going to take some rather special magic. Please hurry up, said Mr. Sneeze, who was rapidly turning into a snowman. Oh, poor thing. Oh, it's a cute picture. He's turning into a snowman. Now, said the wizard, ignoring him, I'm going to say some magic words. And, and I want you to sneeze three times immediately afterwards. Oh, sneezing on cue. That won't be very easy. The wise old wizard then held up his magic wand and muttered some magic words, which once again he muttered. He muttered them because they're magic, because we're not allowed to know. 
because uh, if we know, I'm guessing, you know, this isn't Harry Potter, I'm afraid, where we can know what he says. We just got to take his word for it. Which, again, wouldn't be magic if they were told what they were. Aha, uh -huh, see, I'm ahead of the game here. Achoo, 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 sneeze, Mr. Sneeze. Three times. Luckily, the guy can count. I wonder if he did four. Would that just stuff everything up, I wonder? Hmm. Guess we'll never know. Then quite suddenly, as if by magic, which indeed it was, the sun came out from behind the big black clouds. Well, they're actually brown clouds, but we'll, we'll just take their word for it, really. And it stopped snowing. Oh, just like that. There now, said the wizard. That should stop the sneezing. And then, after muttering some magic words and without waiting to even say goodbye, he disappeared. Oh, that's a bit rude of him, but the least you can say is goodbye. Mr. Sneeze just stood there in the sunshine, watching the snow begin to melt. After that, the day shone, the sun shone every day, and today, Coldland isn't anything like it used to be. You can't see red-nosed dogs chasing red-nosed cats, chasing red-nosed mice anymore. Well, yeah, I'm guessing they've all been caught now and possibly put down. I'm not sure. It depends. But, I mean, I'd be a bit freaked out with all these red-nosed creatures around. And these days, the sound of the sneeze is a very uncommon sound indeed. And even Mr. Sneeze doesn't sneeze anymore. Well, he'll have to change his name then, won't he? Mr. Not Sneezing Anymore. Mr. I Used to Sneeze, but now I don't. Mr. Uh, Non-Sneezy Person. Yeah, a lot of options there. And that isn't the only thing different about Mr. Sneeze. As he discovered himself when he looked in the mirror one morning. Can you see what was different about Mr. Sneeze? <gasps> yes, it happened one other time too. See if you can find the page where that was. Oh, good grief. What are they telling me? Well, anyway, I'll, I'll tell you anyway. He's missing his nose. It's no longer red. It's blue. So, I mean, are they honestly, they're trying to tell me. There's, a, there's some other page here I have to look. Oh, there it is. There we go. There we go. It was when the sun came out, guys. When Oh, no, it wasn't. No, it was when he visited. Yeah, that's when it should have been paying attention, guys. Okay. Anyway, the moral of this story is clearly if you have any problems, especially with allergies uh, and you're sneezing and you're coughing and you're spluttering and you could possibly um, have a virus of some sort, uh, don't seek medical help. Just find a wizard and he'll sort it by um, magically putting a sun there and all will be well. So there you go, guys. Look out for wizards. Um, there are some good ones about, and they've got to be the muttering kind as well. So make sure, muttering wizards. So whenever you're ill, look for the wizards, okay? That's great advice, actually. Um, I just wish I could find a wizard, that's all. I haven't come across one. Maybe I've met one, and I didn't notice because he muttered too quietly. Hmm. I don't know. We'll just have to see, I guess. But anyway, uh, that was the um, Mr. Sneeze. Here we come with Mr. Bump. Oh, I love Mr. Bump. It's a great-looking thing. Round, egg-shaped blue creature with lots of bandages on there. Uh, we'll see what we can make of this. Um, this oh, God, it is a little bit long. Hope you can stick with me. Anyway, this was... Oh, it's already a sad story. Uh, should I read on? <sighs> I guess so. Okay, this was a sad story of Mr. Bump. The trouble was that Mr. Bump could not help getting lots of accidents. If there was something for Mr. Bump to bump into, he'd bump into it all right. For instance, if you were to see Mr. Bump walk out walking down the street in town, and then as if it happened to be something to bump into down that street, then you know what would happen, don't you? Um, bump? Bump! Oh, there he is. The poor fellow's fallen over. Oh, he doesn't look well. I'm, I think you're, I'm glad you're not able to see this picture. It's a bit distressing. Uh, anyway, Mr. Bump was just the same at home. He lived in an extremely nice home. Well, good for some. I'm guessing he has a little bit of cash stashed away. 
but even there, he couldn't help having those little accidents. For instance, one morning when Mr. Bump went outside his house, he noticed that the chimney pot had come loose in a storm the night before. I must fix that before it falls off, thought Mr. Bump to himself as he hurried to his garden shed to fetch a ladder. It wasn't a very long ladder. Now, I don't know about you, but there's a pattern emerging here and one of stupidity. This guy is wrapped in bandages. He's very accident prone, and yet he's going to get on a ladder. I don't know. Is this one of these... um? those safety videos that you get at work where they say oh don't get on a ladder when it's when it's unstable and the guy gets on a ladder that's unstable and then he falls usually in slow motion and then goes oh no i can't cope with this this is so bad um because i'm falling and then who can help me yes health and safety this is what it's all about so uh onwards and upwards with his ladder it was a very long ladder oh no it actually was a long ladder no, I said it wasn't. A, no, it is a long ladder. Sorry, it, it doesn't even fit on the page. Uh, there we go. Okay, Mr. Bump walked up the garden path with the ladder on his shoulder. He turned the corner of the garden path. Crash went the living room window. Oh, dear, thought Mr. Bump as he turned to see what had happened. Crash went the kitchen window behind him. Oh, dear, thought Mr. Bump again uh, as he rested the ladder against the wall of the house so that he could climb up on the roof to mend the chimney pot crash went the bedroom window now i don't know about you but um what's that saying about um uh about uh things being a misfortune and uh three i think hitting um three uh windows is considered carelessness i think there's a little bit of a twist on a um saying there from um uh from oscar wilde's play, play um importance of being earnest i think it is but uh, yeah so there you go he's got a lot of windows to replace there we go so you can so you can see now Mr. Bump had his little accidents. Well, that's quite a bit. Three windows crashed and three window panes destroyed. Yeah, that's a little bit more than, than a few. Uh, Mr. Bump had many jobs, but somehow they never seemed to last long. As soon as anything got lost or broken or splintered or chipped or snapped or cracked or torn or burst or wrenched or crunched or split or slit, Mr. Bump got, got the blame. Oh, poor thing. He really is a bit rubbish, isn't he? So, for instance, when Mr. Bump worked on a farm, oh, well, all right, randomly he worked on a farm, a bit of, bit of news to me, uh, he tripped over the farm dog and spilt the milk which was carrying for the farmer's wife and which the farm cat lapped up. Hmm, all this cat licking up all this milk, a bit disturbing, because I'm wondering where did this milk come from? Why would he trip over the, the farm dog? Well, I assume that I assume it was from a cow. Let's just assume they don't specify cow's milk, but I'm guessing it's cow's milk. Let's not cast aspersions on poor Mr. Bump. For instance, when Mr. Bump was a postman, oh, he was also a postman. Wow, he's uh, multitasking here. Um, uh, he got his hands stuck in a post box, and then they had to fetch the fire brigade to come up and set him free. Now, I don't know about you, but. Um, I don't think that's called a postman. I think that's called a thief because I'm sorry. I don't know if you've ever seen a postman at work, but they have like a key and they sort of clip the key in and open the post box, usually at the back. Why would a postman be putting his hand in the slot? This makes no sense whatsoever to me. Um, I mean, no, it makes no sense to me at all. Um, no, he's a thief. It's as simple as that. It's not, that's not an, I suppose a thief is an occupation, but um not a very, uh, maybe it is a profitable one. I mean, maybe he's putting his hand in there to reach around for um, letters and maybe he'll find a money order or a bit of cash stashed in 
someone's um, birthday card. He's hoping not. Anyway, for instance, um, well, when Mr. Bump was a bus conductor, uh, maybe after they found out he was a thief, he, that's all he could get, uh, he fell off the bus and couldn't catch up again. And all the passengers travelled without having to pay. Wow. I tell you what, this, this guy is, a, you know, these, these people are realising he's, he's a bit stupid, so they're just taking advantage of the poor soul. Although he's got a nice hat on. If you could see the picture, he's got a lovely hat. For instance, when Mr. Bump was a carpenter, he found that when he was hammering nails, he hammered his thumb most of the time, and the nail hardly at all. Well, that is really unfortunate. He should have got Mr. Strong. Um, maybe Mr. Strong can actually give him some personal training or something like that. Then maybe he can strengthen up his thumbs and, and whack them in with his thumbs. Just a thought. In order to recover from this series of rather unfortunate happenings, Mr. Bump decided to take a holiday. There he could think about what sort of job he can do, and he wouldn't be such a nuisance to everybody. Yeah, it's a bit unfortunate. He does feel like he's not very, um, not very welcome where he is, which is really sad. So off he set to the station to catch a train to the seaside. Oh, the seaside. Good for him that I'm guessing this story is pre-COVID, that he was able to move around. Otherwise, um, they'll be after him. Well, Mr. Bump was on holiday. Several things happened. For instance, he fell off a boat into the sea and then the lifeboat had to come and rescue him. It's a bit of an inconvenience to, to the local authorities. I mean, you know, if he's a little bit accident prone, then maybe don't go off the side. I mean, they might think he's trying to commit suicide or something. I mean, this is a really serious matter. Um, there is a nice picture of him um, suspended in air, about to fall into the ocean depths. Hopefully he's a good swimmer. For instance, one day, well, I'm guessing he's still alive, one day he was quietly walking along the beach, minding his own business, and he got his foot stuck in a bucket. And as he couldn't get it off, he had to walk around with it in his foot for hours. Well, that would have been a bit of amusement for people. Um, yeah, but be careful, guys. Um, sometimes on all beaches, you can step in glass, step in all sorts of nasty things. So, yeah, maybe keep some shoes on at some point. Or maybe it depends. I mean, maybe the beach you're at has some um, stones rather than lovely sandy shores. I guess it depends how lucky you are. For instance, another time when he was walking along the beach, does a lot of walking, doesn't he, this chap? He walked straight into a large hole that somebody had dug and he had to stay there all night because he couldn't climb out on his own. Wow, I tell you what, that's just, that's just negligence, guys. I mean, someone basically decided to dig a hole so deep that he couldn't climb out. Um, yeah, no, that, that's, that's uh, I don't know, maybe it was the council. I'm guessing maybe the council should have had some tape around it. I, I think what's missing is there's a little bit of, um, yeah, I think there's a little bit of uh, item missing there, maybe a couple of fencing, maybe even some police tape or, or, or warning, something along those lines. I definitely think it's missing. Uh, however, despite all these little accidents, Mr. Bump enjoyed his holiday. And while he was there, he had a splendid idea about what sort of job he should do. It was quite actually the best idea that Mr. Bump had ever had. An absolutely splendid idea. And now Mr. Bump works happily for Mr. Barley. Mm, interesting name. I doubt that's his real name, just saying. Uh, Mr. Barley, the farmer. Mr. Barley had a rather large apple orchard on his farm. And that's where Mr. Bump works. Fair enough, apple orchard. Mr. Bump's uh, job is picking apples, but he doesn't use a ladder to climb up the tree to pick the apples like other apple pickers. Oh, no, Mr. Bump has a much better way of picking apples like that. He just walks about. And before long, Mr. Bump, being Mr. Bump, walks into a tree. Bump. Just like that. 
and down falls an apple and he suddenly discovers gravity. Oh, no, that's, that's someone else. Uh, and Mr. Bump catches it. This makes the job of apple picking much easier. And Mr. Bump is very pleased about his new job. And Mr. Barley is very pleased about his new apple picker. So you see the story of Mr. Bump isn't such a sad story after all. And if you ever bump yourself, you know what to do, don't you? Well, I'm going to wonder, what are you meant to do? Go and eat an apple picked by Mr. Bump, and then you won't feel your bump at all. Well, that makes no sense. You remember that next time you have a bump, won't you? Good. Oh, that's a bit of a vicious ending, but not what I was expecting. Go and eat an apple picked by Mr. Bump. Like ordering you. What if you don't like apples? What if there's a worm in there or they might be poisoned? These are very serious questions I suggest you put to yourself, boys and girls. Go in and eat an apple and then you won't feel your bump at all. Maybe it's poison. Maybe it's poison because it says you won't feel your bump at all. So maybe you'll slip away or you'll be violently ill. Mm, I guess we'll never know. But um, anyway, uh, that was the end of Mr. Bump, guys. Um, now, the moral of the story, um, just in case uh, you were thinking, I'm guessing it is, uh, what would it be in this case? Probably just that, um, yeah, I'd probably say don't, don't, just go on holiday. Sometimes going on holiday just solves everything. Um, yeah, go for long walks, have a good think, and then you'll be all right. I'm guessing that's what I would suggest is the answer to Mr. Bump's um, problem. So anyway, uh, we're actually up to the last story here, guys. Thank you so much for joining me for this brief uh, sojourn. And uh, we have uh, next one from Mr. Roger Hargrave, which is Mr. Snow. Here we go. One night, two days before Christmas, it started to snow. All night it snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed and snowed. Millions and billions and trillions of big white soft snowflakes covered the whole wide world. Yeah, that's 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 a lot of snow, I've got to say. We're getting a huge amount of snow there, I think. But anyway, uh, oh, yes, here we go. Uh, when morning came, it was quite amazing to see just how much snow had fallen. All the houses, all the trees, all the roads and all the fields were covered. It was almost as if a huge white blanket had been gently laid over everything. Everywhere you looked was white. I don't know what to think about that. Everywhere you looked was white? Everywhere? Yeah, there's... Um, some interesting overtones there to claim that everything is white. Uh, I don't know. They they might live under apartheid. Possible. I'm not sure. I'm not sure about that. Uh, anyway, uh, and then the sun came out, and so did the children. Oh, okay. The children just appeared from nowhere. Fair enough. Hopefully, they're um being looked after by someone. Anyway, uh, they were all dressed up and muff and muffled. Oh, muffled up. I thought they were. Yeah, no. Wearing scarves and woolies and gloves and boots so that they wouldn't catch cold. Oh, okay, they wouldn't catch a cold. Well, that's a good thing. You don't want that, guys. All the children were so excited to see so much snow, which is surprising, really, because there was more snow than they'd ever seen before. Some of them went on their sledges racing down the hills. Some of them who didn't have sledges threw snowballs at each other. Okay, so what we're saying here, oh, okay, uh, one little boy even made a snowball that was as big as himself, and some of the children made snowmen. But I'm a little bit worried here, guys. They're saying some of them went on their sledges, some of them who didn't have sledges threw snowballs at each other. So what we're saying is, guys, we're talking about the poor children here, aren't we? We're talking about the children who are in poverty, who, who can't afford the sledges. And 
It's a bit, mm, I'm not too happy about this. I mean, obviously it was written at a different time, but we're basically inferring that all the posh kids have all their sledges and they can enjoy themselves and slide down the slopes and everything while the other kids just basically um, throw snowballs at each other to um, hide their misery, I guess. I'm not sure. So, No, I'm sure they're quite happy. I'm sure they can maybe steal someone's sled. Oh, maybe not steal, maybe borrow. Let's call it borrowing, guys. Oh, then it was Christmas Eve. Yes, Christmas Christmas does catch up every day much, much quickly. Uh, not many days till Christmas. I have no idea how many days. I don't really want to know. It's probably going to be about like 147 or something, to sort of guess. And before you know it, Christmas is upon you. Then it was Christmas Eve. The children all went home early so they could get to bed early, so that they could get up early to see what Father Christmas had bought them. Hmm. I wonder what Father Christmas had bought them. Well, um, as far as we know, uh, they didn't actually buy them a um, didn't buy them a sled because that's only for the posh children. So, but maybe they're lucky. This maybe lucky. Maybe if they wish hard enough, they'll get a sled. Let's see, shall we? But that particular Christmas Eve, Father Christmas was in trouble. Uh, wow! I just suddenly thought, guys, this is this is a long uh, uh, preface to the actual story. Mister Snow hasn't even turned up. I'm hoping he's here somewhere. I just noticed that. Well, I could have just skipped ahead. Well, anyway, here I am. But anyway, uh, Father Christmas was in trouble. Oh, okay. Uh, and what trouble was that it had snowed so much that Father Christmas was stuck. Oh, well and truly stuck. There was so much snow that his reindeer simply couldn't pull his sleigh, piled high with all the presents that he had to deliver to all the children. Oh, dear, thought Father Christmas to himself. Oh, dear me, what am I to do? What am I to do? Hmm. He sat down on his sack of toys and thought and thought of how he could manage to deliver all the presents to all the children before they woke up on Christmas morning. Oh, dear, oh, dear me, he said out loud and sighed. <sighs> there we go. That was a decent sigh from um, Father Christmas there. Um, I hope you liked it. Uh, now, it just so happened that Father Christmas had got himself stuck just beside a snowman with one of the children's had built. One of the children? One of the children's? Children's? One of the children. One child. One child. Yes, one child. One kid. One kid. One posh kid with a sled or one non-posh poverty-stricken kid who throwed snowballs at each other. There is separation of class, you understand. This is a, I think it's quite a class-filled class, class -filled society, you know. At least that's what I get from reading this. Anyway, and then they gave him that gave him an idea, a good idea, a very good idea, a very, very good idea indeed. How would you like to help me? I asked the snowman. But of course, the snowman didn't answer because he was deaf. Um, no, that's not true. He basically couldn't talk because snowman couldn't talk. I'm, I don't think he was deaf. Then again, I'm looking at this snowman, very pretty little snowman for a carrot as a nose, little hat and a scarf. But he hasn't got any ears, so maybe he is deaf. Although then again, he doesn't have any feet or legs. Oh, he's got these sticks for arms, so I'm guessing there may be sort of attachments or something. Oh, God, when I think about it, oh, he's got no pants on either, just a scarf. I'm, I don't know. I think maybe he's been in a horrific accident. I'm a little bit worried. He's still standing tall, though, guys. That's what it's all about. As they say, it's not about how you fall. It's about how you bounce back. And, um, yeah, the snowman, he's definitely not... Um, uh, yeah, he's definitely not, uh, you know, he, he's not depressed. He looks, he's got a happy face on him. Uh, but of course, um, he used some magic to bring him to life. 
thought Father Christmas to himself. Well, of course. I mean, I'm wondering from the earlier story, maybe he, maybe he found that wise wizard, although he was more of an arrogant wizard. I think he sort of did his wizardry things, and then, um, and then just left. <sighs> Basically, he, you know, poor old Mister Sneeze in the early story. Um, the wizard just ghosted him. Not even a text. Not even a phone call. Not even, not even on a post-it note. I mean, really, really disappointing display of of um, behaviour, guys. Not even, a, not even a simple goodbye. It would have been nice, but anyway, that was the other story, and that's over now. So let's just um, let's move on. But anyway, uh, so he tugged. Oh, oh, he. Oh no, sorry, I've read ahead. He tugged his white beard. I was a bit worried what he was going to tug on there, boys and girls. But he tugged his white beard three times, and oh, there he would go, and muttered some Father Christmassy magic words into it. Yeah, I'm kind of glad that. Um, magic changed when harry potter came around because obviously this predates it because i don't think the the films and the books would have been as 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 um as popular rather than saying um you know leviosa instead of that you suddenly heard uh, no it's not leviosa it's leviosa you suddenly heard it's you know that muttering i think that was good muttering i'm not sure i'm i'm not a magician but anyway, he tugged his white beard three times uh, and some Christmassy magic words into it. Suddenly, you almost might say magically, well, I mean, I would, the snowman did come to life. Oh, wow. Now he's got arms and legs. Wow. No pants, though. But, um, yeah, not not good if you're that cold. Best to have pants, I'm saying. Maybe he'll find some from, um, uh, I don't know. I don't know what shop would sell pants to snowmen. Hmm. I'm sure I'll think of it one. Oh, hello, Father Christmas, said Mr. Snow. Oh, we can talk as well. Which was the snowman's name? Oh, Mr. Snow. Oh, okay. Mr. Snow. Hmm. Uh, you, well, again, very predictable, guys. Mr. Snow. Could you not think of a better name, you know, than Mr. Snow? Yeah, I suppose I'll just see whether it improves. Maybe he has a middle name. Anyway, you look a bit sort of stuck, if you ask me, which you aren't, but I'll say so anyway. And if you ask me again, I'll say that you need a sort of helping hand, if you know what I mean, which you probably do, because that's probably why you've brought me to life, which you certainly did. So can I be of any assistance? Mr. Snow, as you might have gathered, was a rather talkative sort of snowman. Exactly, beamed Father Christmas. Let's get started. And start they did. Mr. Snow gave Father Christmas an enormous push, and off they went. They divided the work between them. It was Mr. Snow's job to make sure that all the right toys for all the right boys and all the right toys for all the right girls were put into all the right sacks. It was Father Christmas's job to make sure that he took all the right sacks down all the right chimneys. And, wow, this is a lot of work, guys, just for one man. I mean, this is epic. Got to say, put, 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 a bit of, um, put a bit of respect on Father Christmas's name, guys. Put a bit of respect on his name. And anyway, they delivered all the right toys to all the right boys and all the right toys to all the right girls. Well, good for them. They obviously did well. Uh, Mr. Snow and Father Christmas made sure that Susan got her teddy bear. Oh, it's a lovely little teddy bear. Oh, it's cute. Susan, unfortunately, Susan in this story isn't important enough to have a last name. So it's just Susan. We don't know... We don't know if Susan can actually afford a sled, but she got a teddy bear. I'd be happy with a teddy bear, that's for sure. Mr. Snow and, Ma and Father Christmas made sure that Peter got his train. That's a little wooden train. Yeah, that's nice. That's nice. A very nice train. 
Mr. Snow and Father Christmas made sure that John got his piggy bank. Now, this is a bit rough on John. I'm looking at this piggy bank here. I think, I think maybe John hasn't been a good boy or something like that, but it's just a piggy bank. And the piggy bank, why would you give someone a piggy bank? There's no comment of um, any money in it. I mean, I'd feel a bit gypped by that, really, if you got a piggy bank and there was no money in there. I mean, what, what even is the point? It's like, oh, here's this. Look, here's this. It's like having a sack of money without the money. Oh, look, here's a sack. Put some money in it. And it's like, well, where's the gift in that? I, I don't know. It's a little bit of, it's a little bit hollow, really. So um, anyway, moving on, we have Mr. Snow and Father Christmas even made sure that little Jane... See, there we go. Jane's more important immediately. She's not Susan. She's not John. But she's actually little Jane. See, so she, you can visualize her a little bit. She's a little, she's a small little thing. Maybe five foot nothing. I'm not sure. Unless little Jane is just, yeah, I'm guessing they mean height. I'm guessing. Anyway, and got her squeaky pink elephant to play with in the bath. Hmm. Yeah, I'm glad that little Jane is. Maybe that's why they specified little because I don't know why would you want to play with? Oh no, a pink, a pink elephant to 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 play with in the bath. Hmm. All right. Well, it says pink elephant. Let's just let's just say hopefully it's not a um a pink rabbit, shall we? And then all of a sudden they discovered that between them they'd finished. Oh, impressive. And I'd like to thank you very much indeed for helping me deliver all the right toys to all the right boys, said Father Christmas, shaking Mr. Snow by the hand. And I'm guessing that'd give him frostbite, really. But not forgetting all the right toys to all the right girls, replied Mr. Snow, shaking Father Christmas by the hand. And now I'd better turn you back into a snowman again. That's a bit rough. It's like being ghosted by the poor, um, by the other, other poor chap and stuff. That just wasn't good at all. Anyway, this is this story, not the one before. Anyway, thank you again and goodbye. My pleasure, smiled Mr. Snow. And do you know from that Christmas to this Christmas, Father Christmas always chooses a snowman to help him? Yeah, I've not heard of that, guys. I think they're just making it up because it's the end of the story. So next time you build a snowman, you'd better make sure you build him properly because somebody you know might want that snowman to give him a hand. Oh, that's a lovely end, actually. And you know who would that be, wouldn't you? Don't you know? That's right, Father Christmas, who um, uh, is delivering presents. Although, unfortunately, he's um, jipping on who was the chap. Who was the poor chap who only got a... a um, let's have a look here. Oh, John got his piggy bank. Wow, I tell you what, guys. I don't know. Maybe maybe one time you've got a, a present and you sort of... Um, you know, we all want to be kind to our parents and say that uh, they actually wanted to give us something proper and stuff. But in the end, um, you might actually end up with a, um item that's not really any good. You know, you think, oh, it's a good item. But in the end, it's just a piggy bank. No money. I don't know. I think, is that the thing? Is it, is it fair to actually just for money, to ask just for money? I don't think so. So um, anyway, uh, what is the moral of this story? Well, the moral is, I guess, is that... Um, the question is, I'm a little bit confused. He's called Mr. Snow. But then I'm wondering, like, if this was, I think, when, the, let's see, this is an early story. So I think we're talking early 70s, maybe 80s when this book came out. So I'm wondering if Mr. Snow possibly became a um, one-hit wonder as far as an actual rapper. I do wonder. So basically, um, I don't know if you know, but there is actually uh, a... Um, 
a song by Mr. Uh, well, not Mr. Snow. His name was Snow, and um, yeah, it was called Informer. And uh, yeah, I wasn't going to sing about um, all the licky boom boom down and all that sort of thing. And um, yeah, so, but um, if you want to look it up, uh, Informer by uh, Snow, uh, it maybe it was, maybe he did turn into a, a famous rapper. It's just a thought, guys. Just a thought. It's a pleasant thought as well. But oh, but just before I go, which will be going in a moment, and I'll listen to the messages. Uh, a licky boom boom down, as it were. Uh, yeah. So what it would be is that Mr. Snow. Um, what would be the moral of this story? Now, I think the moral of this story is quite possibly, um, uh, maybe keep your receipt, because the thing is that if you get presents, I don't know if if um. You can return stuff to um, to uh, uh, Father Christmas, but I'd be very. I'm 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 quite upset about receiving poor old John receiving just a piggy bank with nothing else in it. I mean that is harsh. I mean, can you imagine he gets his piggy bank at um, at Christmas time and he's just so excited that he runs down early as all kids do, and then he gets it and he smashes the piggy bank and there's just nothing inside. I mean, he might as well smash his heart. Really, it's just heartbreaking. I, 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 been, I didn't think about um, what John might do. I don't know. I get the feeling John might turn into a serial killer and then kill his parents and then burn his entire house down. Possibly the actual, um, possibly the actual town as well. Go on a complete rampage and kill everyone in sight. Yeah, but you know, maybe that's just me. Maybe that's not John at all. Maybe John's actually quite a, a humble, kind person who who, who internalises his feelings. And, and when he gets something like an empty piggy bank, he's not really upset. He he's humble and he's and he's generous and kind and, and rather accepting of um this some um, awful, awful present. Uh, and he just says thank you, that's all, and he's on his way. But then the trouble is being like that and not being open with your feelings. These things lead to illness, guys. It leads to illness. And then you, you don't, you don't, you know, you're not letting out your feelings and how you feel and you internalize them. And before you know it, you'll be like Mr. Sneeze and sneezing all the time. And then everyone will think you've got COVID and then you'll be isolated from everyone. So because I saw no listing of, of, um, of, a, of, a, uh, of a mask there. I was a little bit worried, but um, but in the end, uh, yeah, I suppose this is probably predates COVID, I'm guessing. But then Mr. Sneeze, he, until that, that wise wizard came along, he was sneezing everywhere, like everywhere and all the surfaces and stuff. I mean, my God, you'll be you'll be having to disinfect all these surfaces like day in, day out with Mr. Sneeze. And I'm presuming he lives in... Um, uh, see if you can remember. See if you can remember. Um, I can't remember. I have short-term memory loss because of all the sneezing. But yeah, no, it was Coldland, and obviously it was Shiver Town as far as the capital city goes. Bit of a quiz question there, guys. So if it ever comes up that the country of Cold Town, the capital city is Shiver Town. Okay, uh, keep that in mind. But I'm thinking that possibly uh, the reason why there was no there was no sun there, and no one had visited him, and he'd never gone there. I think this entire country is isolated because he can't be the only person there sneezing. I'm guessing everyone was. So, yeah, maybe maybe there's been some updates for um, whether um, Cold Town has actually been isolated from the rest of the planet. Yeah, it is possible. But in the end, I suppose at least there was a happy Christmas for, um, for Peter who got his train and Susan got her teddy bear. And, of course, um, not forgetting little Jane, uh, got her, oh, it was a squeaky pink elephant. Oh, 
It's a bit exciting. Uh, and um, I think bath time will be quite exciting for Jane, that's for sure. But, of course, we mustn't forget, of course, poor old Mr Bump as well and falling everywhere. Although he did some, have some very interesting jobs, I've got to say. And he got to go on holiday. So somehow he managed to avoid the restrictions. But then again, he also fell into a hole. So, And also he was demanding a bit of apples. Mm, I'm not sure if that's the best story in the world. 